Welcome to The Buzz. I'm Christopher Conover. This week, our election coverage continues with a look at two races, Pima County Recorder and Santa Cruz County Sheriff. The retirement of some longtime elected officials is opening the way for new voices this fall. F.A.N. Rodriguez has been Pima County Recorder for nearly 30 years and is retiring this fall. The county recorder position entails several responsibilities, but is best known for the work running and supervising local elections. That work is what led Democratic candidate Gabriela Cáceres Kelly to run. I first started being interested in this position um, simply because I wanted to register voters um, in the local community where I was I was working. Um, I used to work at Thonotham Community College, which is a small tribal community college. And I thought, this is a small campus. It'll be very quick. We can do this in a couple of days. It turned out to take weeks and months um, because we kept running into uh, barriers. Um, we were recognizing that people had so many questions that were specific to rural communities and tribal communities. Um, and so I would reach out to the recorder's office and they were always very friendly, very helpful, um, but they were asking questions that nobody, I was asking them questions that nobody had ever asked them before. Um, and they didn't know um, enough about our community to really um, effectively serve us. Casares Kelly says two years ago she applied for a position with the recorder's office to do outreach and voter registration on the Thana Autumn Nation. Casares Kelly, who is Thana Autumn, says she was offered the position but at the lowest posted pay rate despite her experience and graduate level education. She says she turned down the position because it would have been a pay cut. Um, and so that position remained open for two years. And it had been open for two years, which meant four years that there had been no community outreach to the Thonotham community, which this we're the original inhabitants of Pima County. Um, and so when I heard that the current recorder was going to retire, um, my first thought was not to run for the position. My first thought was great. I'm going to have to educate this new person who comes in what the needs are, the questions that they don't even know to ask yet. And I'm going to have to hope that they're not a white supremacist. I'm going to have to hope that somebody is not um, taking anti-Native stances. And rather than, than cross my fingers and hope that somebody was going to come in uh, that, that cared about those things, I thought, I care about those things. I'm educated. I'm qualified. I'm knowledgeable. I have a unique perspective, and I can do this job. So is elections and getting people registered to vote and, and all the things that go around that, is that, do you feel the number one responsibility of the recorder? What are your, what are your top priorities once, if you're elected once you're in office? The, the top priorities for that office is to provide communication with our constituents about what their rights are. Um, I think that it's well and good that we have um, the right to vote, um, the right to register to vote. Um, there's been a lot of hard work that has gone into um, creating those opportunities for people. But if people don't know how to access their rights and they don't know how to exercise this right, it doesn't mean anything. 
we tend to think of people not participating in uh, in the voting process as simply being, oh, they're lazy um, and we're dismissing a bunch of people, but we're not ever recognizing systemic barriers that have created these conditions that keep people from participating. And so I'm really interested in addressing that um, and a lot of those uh, issues. We've seen, uh, especially uh, in recent weeks since the the primary, an argument that there needs to be more in-person early voting sites, especially in rural areas of Pima County, especially in indigenous areas of Pima County. Do you agree with that argument? And how do we decide where to put more early voting sites? Well, um, so I know one of the um, one of the huge questions has been about the Pascoyaki Early Voting Center. Um, the Pascoyaki tribe um, is asking for an early voting center. Um, we in Pima County we have a commitment. Uh, it's written in law. The position that I applied for uh, through the recorder's office is be it's not because they want to have that. It's because they're required to have that. Um, but of course, they're required to have it on the books, but not required to hire. Do you see how we kind of go around those commitments? Um, and so we have to respond to the needs, but not have an early voting site. Uh, that doesn't quite make sense. Um, we absolutely, if a community is asking and advocating on behalf of themselves on their community, then yes, we need to provide, we need to respond to the needs and the, and the, and the wants of the community. Um, having a, making the decision to not um, give a community that has had historically low turnout a opportunity to increase their turnout doesn't make sense um, for the disabled community who might need accommodations or um, communities who might need language accommodations we absolutely have to respond to those needs um, we can push register uh, sorry uh, vote by mail but we also have to make sure that if people want to vote in person that they are able to safely and securely you talked a lot about uh, expanding voter access for underserved and minority communities as a big priority of yours. How do you practically go about that? Practically, we're doing it now. We're doing it now with my campaign. Uh, the amount of interest and excitement that has surrounded my campaign with these communities in particular, we have seen evidence already of um, higher participation um, in these areas uh, within Pima County that are historically Native American, historically Latino, um, historically uh, brown or low income um, because we're participating. Um, people are more likely to participate when they are hearing things that um, impact them directly. One of the things that I am continuously talking about is, and, I, and I, I'm shocked that more people are not, um, is we have all agreed that Arizona is part of a prison industrial complex. We are incarcerating black and brown people. We are targeting black and brown communities and we are incarcerating black and brown people at higher rates for longer and harsher sentences, which means felonies. Um, but we are not talking about how that impacts us as voting. So we're counting people 
we're counting people, we're counting prisoners, <laughs> people with felonies, all of those types of, um, all of that population, but we're not including them in any of the decision-making process. Um, and when we talk about that in communities of color, they respond to that. All right, well, thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you so much for having me. That was Gabriela Caceres Kelly, Democratic candidate for Pima County Recorder. Her opponent, Republican Benny White, says the open seat provides an opportunity for him to continue his service to the community. He has prior experience working with the recorder's office. I've been really heavily involved for about 12 years. I've uh, worked with both the elections department, uh, headed by Brad Nelson and with the recorder's office as a Republican Party representative uh, in an oversight function. And uh, what that involves is um, I've been involved in actually writing requirements for new purchases of uh, election systems to testing those systems, to testing all the equipment associated with elections, uh, watching the ballots being processed by both the recorder's office and the elections department. Uh, I've been in the uh, room where ballots are counted for about 32 elections, I believe. Uh, a number of those were recounts. Um, I've also worked on the recorder side uh, observing the signature verification process and the process of verifying um, provisional ballots. In addition to that, I've, I've uh, audited both the uh, elections department and the recorder's office post-election to make sure that all the election administration things were done legally in accordance with the procedures. And that helps us find uh, errors that are made in training and election administration and any uh, errors that are made by our poll workers and uh, violations of law that occur because of the actions that voters take. With all of that background uh, of watching the ballot all the way through the system and doing the audits afterwards. Are, are there major changes that need to be made in Pima County or even minor changes that could make things go more smoothly or, or anything else that you've seen? We process a large number of provisional ballots in every election. Those are generally caused by voters who move but do not update their voter registration address. Uh, that causes a provisional ballot to be required. That happens on election day. And then post-election day, we have to go through each one of those ballots, verify that the voter is registered, that they cast the proper ballot, and then if all of that is uh, acceptable, then that ballot is counted. But it causes a delay sometimes of a week or 10 days to go through all of those and a tremendous expense in both manpower and money uh, to do those things. So one thing I'd like to discuss with the elections department is transitioning the uh, elections in Pima County over a period of time to vote centers instead of polling pl precinct polling places. Um, that allows voters anywhere in the county to go to any vote center and vote. Uh, they may have changed their address and not updated, but if they have proof of where they currently reside, uh, they can get the correct ballot issued to them at that time, and we don't have the provisional ballot situation. So I think it would reduce our provisional ballots by about 95%. Another area that I would like to look at uh, on the election side of the House is 
automated voter signature verification to make sure that the, uh, the actual voter cast that ballot and we can count it. You mentioned the, um, the polling centers. Uh, that's becoming more popular in various uh, jurisdictions, not Pima County yet. And we often hear complaints that, oh, that leaves some people out because it's not in their neighborhood anymore. They have to travel to it. H- how do you get around that argument? Well, I look to the fact that about 75 to 80 percent of our voters use the mail ballot system in the first place. So that, that only leaves about 20, 25 percent of the people. And obviously, you have to look at voter histories and the, and the canvases of elections to, de- to determine where your centers of polling place voting occur. And then you would locate those vote centers uh, in those places. Uh, there is a problem in the rural areas that you can't allocate enough of these resources to get out all the people that may be 20, 25 miles sometimes from a vote center. But the majority of those people, again, uh, vote by mail, uh, number one. And number two, they're used to traveling uh, distances to take care of other business that they have to make. Of course, the recorder's office does handle more than just elections. Uh, Is there anything else that you want to see changed within the larger recorder's office? Uh, The recorder side of the house is extremely important because it handles all the real property records, all the titles, deeds, liens, uh, judgments against property. All of those kinds of things are are required to be recorded, as well as the maps, all the uh, property maps, the subdivisions, the developmental maps. So one thing that I would really like to take a look at and investigate, I don't have a a pat answer right now, but uh, I want to try to eliminate the possibility of having forged documents being used to illegally transfer ownership of property from one party to another. I think we can approach that by using something that I like to describe as an electronic signature. I don't think that's that's a full description, but it's something that you would embed on an image that is published on the internet because we have to have accessible records as well. So we have to publish information on the internet, but We don't want those images to be vulnerable to forgery. This is what uh, everybody calls a down-ballot race. How do you convince uh, voters out there to go down-ballot and uh, make sure that they cast a vote in this recorder's race? Well, having good elections that people can trust is fundamental to our system of government. If we don't trust the uh, elections, if we don't know who the registered voters are, if we don't make sure that Uh, those are the voters that actually get to vote, Uh, then we can't really trust the outcome of any of the other elections. So what I'm asking the voters to do is look at my qualifications, my experience, my application of the law through my use of my law degree and uh, what I've done for the last 12 years and the way I've conducted my life and look at those qualifications, experience and knowledge and compare it to those of my opponent and Pick the most qualified, experienced, and capable um, uh, candidate. All right. Well, thanks for spending some time with us. Well, thank you, Chris. That was Benny White, Republican candidate for Pima County Recorder. Next, we look at another race that has an open seat this fall. Tony Estrada has been sheriff of Santa Cruz County for the last 28 years. His retirement at age 77 opens the door for a new sheriff. Our sister show, Arizona 360 on PBS6, interviewed each of the sheriff candidates this week. 
We're bringing you excerpts of those today. You can watch the full interviews on our website. There are three candidates vying for Estrada's open seat. Democrat David Hathaway explains why he's running. Well, you know, I was born in Nogales. I grew up here. I was part of the ranching community in East County. I went through the public school system in Nogales, graduated from Nogales High School. And so this is where my heart is. Um, I started out with the sheriff's office here as a deputy in the 1980s under two different sheriffs, Jaime uh, Teachea uh, and Alfonso Bracamonte. Then I went with the federal government, did various transfers, lived in South America for eight years, uh, worked in, in various parts of the country, transferred eight times, wound up back here as the head of that agency, the head of the Drug Enforcement Administration. And, you know, I do have a passion for this community. There's unique challenges, unique a aspects to the culture of this community. So I think I have a good understanding of, of you know, what the community is all about. Next, we asked Hathaway what would be his top priority as Santa Cruz County Sheriff. Well, it is a, a very diverse community. Um, you know, we have um, the border communities like Nogales and Rio Rico, and we have a unique economy here. It's related to the traffic with Mexico. We have a lot of day shoppers and day workers that come back and forth across the border. Right now, unfortunately, the border is has been almost entirely shut down since March. And this street where we're doing the interview, Morley Avenue, this used to be the hub of shopping in Nogales and it's almost entirely shut down now. So that's just one of the challenges is that we have a very bad economy right now. This is the smallest of the 15 counties in Arizona. We have the third highest unemployment rate. And uh, you know, right now we have to deal with that. You know, we have to deal with issues of despair and depression and loneliness, you know, during the period of the lockdowns and the virus restrictions where, there's an increase in, in suicide, in, in drug overdose, alcoholism. So we have to be tuned in to those kind of things and make sure that people are ref referred to the proper agencies or organizations that can, that can help them. So well, it is actually a very safe community. Our crime statistics here are lower than the average for Arizona. Um, you know, so we don't really have like any big problems, you know, as far as like a, a violent crime, property crime, homicides or anything like that. As to what he would do once elected, Hathaway says he wouldn't make any changes right away. I want to move slowly and cautiously. I want to spend a three to six month assessment period working all the shifts, you know, and with all the positions, with the dispatchers, the detention officers, the detectives, the civil division, the school resource officers, and see what's working and what's not working. And not just go in with an assumption that things need to be changed, you know, that everything needs to be changed. So, um, you know, this year I've been focused a lot on the campaign. I'm very familiar with the sheriff's office. Tony Estrada is a good friend of mine. We've been friends, uh, you know, for, for years. But he's, he's also championed our local community. He's been a good voice for the bicultural environment, which I also want to do as well. I grew up in Nogales, I speak Spanish, and I want to champion the border communities and also, you know, the, uh, the ranching community in the East County. There are two independents running for Santa Cruz County Sheriff. Jose Agostini says his long history in law enforcement is why he's running for the job. I have 37 years of law enforcement experience, and that does not include the six years of military experience that I have in the Navy. So when I was uh, discharged from the Navy, I came back to Nogales and uh, became a detention officer for the Santa Cruz County uh, Juvenile Detention Center. And uh, I spent a year 
And uh, what interests me to become a police officer is the officers that used to deliver the, uh, the uh, juveniles uh, to the uh, detention center. So I applied for the Nogales Police Department. I, I was hired in 1981. I attended the Arizona Law Enforcement Training Academy, which is run by DPS. And I spent uh, four years with the Nogales Police Department. Then uh, in 1985, I applied for what used to be the US Customs Service. And uh, I was assigned to the port of Naco, Arizona. And three years later, I was transferred to Nogales that post led to 30 years working for Customs and Border Protection, holding numerous positions in southern Arizona and the nation's capital. We asked how his experience with field operations for CBP would help him serve Santa Cruz County. Well, the Office of Field Operation is, uh, has, uh, is one of the components of CBP, one of the three components. The uh, Office of Field Operations is, is responsible for all the, uh, the uh, inspections that are conducted on people that are arriving in the United States by uh, land border, by uh, airport and seaport. In there, we conduct uh, uh, special operations. We conduct uh, special training for the officers. We manage the uh, budget. Uh, we manage the, uh, the equipment. Uh, in Nogales, we managed uh, a, a fleet of about 85 vehicles and uh, a mission support staff of about 100 officers and uh, we were responsible for the uh, labor relations with the uh, union uh, because the uh, uh, field operations is, is a unionized uh, workforce until you get to the level of management. So uh, negotiation was a, a key factor when I was a manager in negotiating some of the labor uh, issues that came about uh, in front of management at the time. As to what he would do first if elected, Agostini says he has a lot of respect for outgoing Sheriff Tony Estrada. And also throughout my career with CBP, him and I worked together on many of the issues that are related to law enforcement because the state and local agencies perform work at the port of entry conducting outbound inspections, looking for weapons, looking for currency. So um, it'll be some big shoes to fill, but I, I think I have the experience. I think I have the training provided by the federal government. I think I have all the tools that uh, can make that department uh, better. And I'm not saying that the department uh, it, it was bad, but what I'm saying, there's always room for improvement. I think I can bring a lot of experience. I think I, I can bring a lot of uh, uh, the education that I received by the federal government and apply it to the county as a sheriff and then make that department much better, bring that department to the next level and provide the officers with the better, uh, better opportunities to become uh, part of the uh, command staff. Business Administrator Andrew Ibarra is also running as an independent. Here's why he's running for Santa Cruz County Sheriff. I believe I have the experience. I'm a veteran. I served in the United States Army. I did uh, basic and uh, advanced uh, combat training out of uh, Fort Dix in uh, New Jersey. Um, I've been exposed to uh, emergency management. Uh, I, uh, I know a lot. Uh, the United States government uh, invested over a million dollars in my uh, education and training. Um, on top of that, I've had, uh, I have uh, 25 years experience as an administrator. Uh, I hold a, a bachelor degree in business 
and uh, I'm like uh, three credits shy of receiving a master's degree in, in administration. Um, I believe the combination of my experience in the military and my education, I have two years of law, uh, will definitely benefit the uh, Santa Cruz County Sheriff's Office and all the staff that uh, work there. We asked him what he thinks is the biggest issue facing the sheriff's office. Well, I've, I've run across, uh, as when I was gathering signatures, I ran across a tremendous amount of people who told me they had problems. And um, they asked me, well, aren't you afraid of the problems? And I said, no, I've been solving problems for the last 25 years. That's what I do. Uh, you give me any problem of any type and I will find a solution. Um, I understand they have problems. Uh, they have uh, problems with the jail, the low occupancy. I don't know what's going on there. I will have to, uh, if, I w if I'm elected, if I'm lucky enough, I'll have to uh, uh, take a look and see what, what's, what's going on with the jail. We also asked Ibarra if he has immediate plans for action if elected. My plans, uh, immediate plans if, if I'm elected. Uh, my immediate plans would be to listen, to listen to the people that are there, the staff. Uh, I, I bring a tremendous amount of experience and education. Uh, uh, to go in and then uh, analyze the, the scenario Santa Cruz County and uh, if I find areas where I can bring improvement I will if I find that we need extra deputies I'll approach the, the Board of Supervisors um, I will do everything uh, in my experience uh, uh, as a as an administrator to uh, better the lives of the, the people that uh, work for uh, the Santa Cruz County Sheriff's Office. Those interview excerpts with candidates for the Santa Cruz County Sheriff come from this week's episode of Arizona 360 on PBS 6. You can find the full interviews on our website. And that's the buzz for this week. Next week, we'll bring you a debate with the two candidates running for Pima County Sheriff. Election season is here, and we want to know what's on your mind call and leave us a message about what key issues, races, or candidates are driving you to vote this fall. We may use your comments in an upcoming episode of The Buzz. The number is 520-621-5999. Again, that's 520-621-5999. Ariana Brocious is the show's producer and editor. Vanessa Ontiveros is our production assistant. Jim Blackwood is our production engineer. Duncan Moon is the interim news director. Our music is by Enter the Haggis. I'm Christopher Conover. Thanks for listening. Arizona Public Media's original programming is made possible in part by the Community Service Grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.